Welcome to the Already Home Podcast. I am Scoots Brunson. And your main man, co-hosting as usual, Motor City Mike Monster, Detroit Gang. What's up, man? Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back again with another episode. Yeah. And this time, man, you already know if you're new to it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the yes. notification button as well. That yes. way you get caught up on all the episodes that we had before. And you can catch all the new episodes when they drop. And if you're true to it, thank you for coming back again. Absolutely, man. We got a bunch of episodes, too, man. We were just talking about that. Yeah, that man. shit dope, man. It's been a few years now, man. We doing some shit. Yeah, year man. three, man. Yeah. Year three. That shit is great. More than a couple. <laughs> you see, yeah. so we can say few now, nigga. That shit is great. You know what I'm saying? This is wonderful, nigga. What's jumping, man? Um, man, nothing major, man. Um, You know what I'm saying? We've been dealing with this whole COVID shit. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Do you know I still have an issue with this because I'm not used to this covered face thing, you know, so yeah. when I go places, I still gotta remember to grab my mask and all of this, but the truth of the matter is, I feel like everybody would, <laughs> I feel like if you see me without one, that's why, motherfucker, I think you got it, that's why I see what the fuck, but this whole social distancing thing, it is fucked to me still, like, and it's been a while now, it's been like almost a whole year for real, like when we think about it. Yeah, I mean, like, what, it started in what, May? Some shit like that. Like, when it first popped nah, up. maybe March. Yeah, when it first popped up, you know, it was earlier in the year. Yeah. You know, when it just talk about it. And then all of a sudden, it just shifted our entire year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that shit was fucked, fucked everything up, up man. Yeah, that shit fucked up for real, man. So, man, I, uh, man, it ain't really been too much of nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been cooling out for real, for real. Um, just trying to make sure everything, you know what I'm saying, stay in check, you know. Been working like a slave as usual. Some of that, for sure. But, uh, you know, other than that, that's been, you know, pretty much it. Started my new live stream. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Isolated Society. Right, right. And um, working on getting some interviews for 15 Minutes of Fame so I can bring that back. Because okay. I think that's that's something that uh was going pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I like the concept of that. Yeah. 15 you know Minutes of Fame was good, man. Yeah, interview, you know what I'm saying, a couple people. It ain't got to be nothing super long. But mm. trying to get into my Joe Rogan bag, man. Okay, okay. You know yeah, because that man is definitely moving. Oh. Um, had a chance to, yeah, had a chance to sit down myself and you know, like I said, I've been watching uh shout out to Revolt. They definitely been doing their thing. They got all type of shit going on. Uh, I had a chance to like catch up on a few things. I've been watching some Breakfast Club episodes, uh fuck with the drink champs, been fucking with them. Um sitting around doing kind of the same thing, working on uh shout out to the Bad Husband Podcast. Uh for been sure, working for on sure. that shit. Um I definitely have some episodes tucked away, man. Um I've been trying to grab as much content as I could, you know what I'm saying, from the sources that I had, and I wanted the podcast to be more of a interactive podcast, you know what I'm saying, like, I want feedback, I want the opinions of multiple people, you know yeah. what I'm saying, so I've had men and women on there, I've had couples on there, you know, so I just want to see if, you know, I'm on the right path with this thing. Because so you're going to be doing, like, listener mail and shit? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, I would really like to get to a point where... I do have people call in, like when we start the live feeds. I want people to call in and, you know, do on some old Martin show type shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, you know, hit me with what you think, you know, because my opinion is not the only opinion. So mm-hmm. I want to know what you think. But shout out to the bad husbands out there. <laughs> like, shit. Um, I want everybody to be a part of it for real. You yeah, know, so man. get different perspectives. So it's it's a guy's podcast, but it's not though. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we, we all in relationships. So. We might be able to get some light shed on the shit we are confused on. And that was my main thing about it because a lot of people, they just don't spend the time 
getting to know people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like digging deeper into your relationships and shit. So, you know, that's how you end up with a high ass divorce rate and bullshit going on. You know, <laughs> like yeah, unhappy yeah. people, you know, just in general. So I feel like maybe if people don't say, you know, as much to each other, mm-hmm. maybe they'll say it on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. they'll feel more comfortable saying it around people who got the same concerns. So, yeah, I feel like that's the shit, though. That, that's actually fire, man, because, you know what I'm saying, like, especially amongst our generation and people our age, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, a lot of people really ain't getting married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We or just saying, We man. just so happen to be, but, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, even when they, like you say, even when they do, you know what I'm saying, they ain't really staying married. And then on top yeah. of that, like, you know, a lot of those a lot of those old views and, and uh, traditions of marriage, you know what I'm saying, are kind of changing Yeah, it doesn't, as we get older. So It don't apply as much today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It used to be, I I bring home the bacon, you cook yeah. it up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Much, well, yeah. well, now we in households where it's two home incomes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's scheduling going on. Who cooking shit? I don't know whoever available. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It could and be me. not, nigga, we ordering pizza. Hey, all day yeah, long. Man. You know, so... But we do live in a different era, you know what I'm saying, a different way of thinking, and we got to get to that point. Because for us, you know, this is young to be married and still be married and trying to be married, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people get married for the wrong reasons. So That's true. You know, this is for the people who not only are married, who got married for the right reasons, but are trying to stay married, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, it's like a counseling session almost, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Some therapeutic type thing, you know? So, I mean, we don't have to go and pay in my opinion, we don't have to go and pay all of these, you know, highly educated people to do this. Yeah. Because when you got a structure, when you got a team, when you got a, that village, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that people talk about, then we're supposed to be able to work it out, you know what I'm saying, within us. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's a thing because everybody that I talked to about it, everybody that I've had on there was just people that, you know, I have known, you know, mm-hmm. who were also in relationships, probably going through some shit. And let's just talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might walk up out of there and it might change your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. you heard my point of view. Because on one of the recent episodes, man, I was shooting and I wasn't just solely on our side because we ain't always right. You know what I'm that's saying? Like, yeah, you know, and fact. I wanted it to be one of those things to where I had a lady present. I wanted it to be known that, nah, this is not a podcast to where we just, no man wants Mal yeah. Bundy shit, you know, all the women wrong. Nah, we be like the bullshit. Woman no, it's not yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, we be wrong. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. lot of fucking areas. So it's about putting that thing on the table, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what it is, okay, yeah, we wrong, but motherfucker, you wrong too, you know what I'm saying, so, let's put both points of view on the table, and then we can move from there, you know, so, I feel like that was a good, you know, ground to stand on. Yeah, that's dope as shit, like, that's kind of what I wanted to do with uh, Isolated Society, man, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the only good thing, the only difference with that is, you know what I'm saying, it's a a college, so, Mm -hmm. so, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm basically going and feeding off of everybody else yeah you know what i'm saying like it's not because i'll start off with a topic like um this past weekend i did um uh the best fago pop <laughs> what's <laughs> the best flavor of fago nice you nice. know what i'm saying me personally i like peach it's definitely peach yeah you know what i'm saying but i peach had people, or blueberry true blueberry true. you can rarely find it but yeah when you find the blueberry yeah. that shit hit <laughs> and see like you know what i'm saying i had people call in I have, you know what I'm saying, like, I also got people in the stream, you know what I'm saying, they commenting, so, you know what I'm saying, I read comments, I have, I have calls, and then, you know what I'm saying, like, you got the ability to either talk about the topic at hand, or you can bring in your own topic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, when you call, so, you know what I'm saying, like, it's, it's, um, 
it's a little it's a little different compared to you know what I'm saying most things and it's not really a podcast mm. it's more so of a uh, it's more so just like a um, it's like a web show you know what okay. I'm saying calling web show like some radio shit that type like a, shit like a small social network in itself like yeah something like that. but you know what I'm saying like and I stream it on various platforms so like it'll be on Facebook YouTube and Periscope at the same time so like okay. a- anybody across those networks you know what I'm saying can watch it kind of see. And then, like, sometimes motherfuckers just call in and air out their grievances. Like, uh, shout out to the homie S. Dot Foster. He called in. Mm-hmm. And he, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he called in and he talked about how, you know what I'm saying, like, everything that's going on with, you know what I'm saying, the police shootings and everything else is affecting them. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying, we had a, a smooth conversation about that. And then shout out to uh, my little cousin Robert Norris, you know what I'm saying, the We Go High and Immaculate Bros mm-hmm. and NorrisStateOfMind.com. He called in. And then, and in the middle of us talking, we find out Chadwick Boseman died. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and this is this is all live. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just, mm-hmm. we, he on the phone, we going back and forth, and he like, damn, bro, Chadwick Boseman dead. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, bro, there ain't no way they killed that man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, ain't no way. They, the internet done killed Chadwick Boseman. You can't kill Black Panther. And then he hit me like, nah, like, this is for real. Right. So, I'm on, I'm on the air like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, thinking, like, it's some real shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, nigga, we just broke fucking news live. Like, yo, yeah, Chadwick Boseman dead. And I go check. I'm looking. Yeah, nigga died. And, you know, that's, you know, shout out, you know, to the morning family, man. That's that's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of losses. Yeah. Just flying around. A lot of unexpected. But you can't really say that because all losses is unexpected unless, Facts. you know what I'm saying, if you ain't in hospice, you know. Yeah. All losses is pretty much, you know, unexpected. But, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to the families. But um, the crazy thing is with what we do, you know what I'm saying, we can deliver great content yeah. off of those things. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, that was something that wasn't planned. You know what I'm saying? That was something that just happened and it happened live and would have you were the first one to notify somebody else and didn't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if we were the first ones to connect with anybody that even knew about it? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, and it's it's crazy because, like, man, you know, um, in his recent, like, in his recent appearances, you could tell that he was kind of going through something. Mm -hmm. Like, he was just looking, like, smaller and smaller every time you seen him. Mm -hmm. But um, they said that he had a four-year battle yeah, four-year battle with colon cancer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, for those who don't know who Chadwick Boseman is, his most uh, prominent uh, role was Black Panther from the Marvel movie series. He also played Jackie Robinson in 42. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played Thurgood Marshall. I'm going to say, yeah, he played in a lot. He played of James Brown and Get On Up. Yes, he definitely played James um, Brown. Did a hell of a job in that He too. played in 21 Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played in um, what's the movie on Netflix? A King something, A King Removed or something like that. He was South African mm-hmm. in that movie, but it was a good. It was still a good movie. Um, just to say but, that though, we can say that man he had a beautiful catalog. Yeah, I mean for the just, for a short time from when he started yeah. to when you know what I'm saying to unfor- his unfortunate uh, death, like yeah. yeah, he really has been in some great like him as James Brown. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. He did a hell of a job. And that's what I was Brown. saying. Like, he really did. Yeah. Like, he really, it, it seemed like he got into his characters. And, yeah. you know, that's what makes good actors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what made um, 
the late great Tupac, you know, such a great yeah. actor because he got into his roles, you know what I'm saying, the personality of him, you know. You can tell that not only was he acting, you know, but he studied it. You know, yeah. he was he was kind of yeah. one with it, you know. Yeah. To play Black Panther, you know what I'm saying, with that... He brought that shit to life, though. Yeah, with that passion, but it was such a... Uh, humility about it, you know what I'm saying, as he was doing yeah, it, yeah. you know, he played it as the son of a king that was supposed to be a yeah, king, yeah. like, you know, if it was a symbol, and he played, you know, yeah. the, the human but version not, of not that. not only life. that, just his, just his demeanor throughout that whole movie, like, yeah. like, he had that Obama walk, you know what I'm yeah, saying, like, yeah. he just had that whole cool about, like, yeah. being, the, he was the man throughout the whole thing, like, mm-hmm. even when, for me, even when he would be in, on scenes with other Actors in the Marvel, you know, what I'm saying like movies that he was in, mm-hmm. he would kind of steal the scene because it's like you knew he was the, you know, what I'm saying like it wasn't even no hiding from it. You knew mm-hmm. who the fuck he was, yeah. and then like while he was playing the role, it was just like, damn, like this nigga's a beast, and you know what I mean? He like, had a very smooth demeanor about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a, he gave you that cool ass Denzel Will Smith flow exactly, about exactly. him. You know what I'm saying? Like he. He really played that part. Yeah. To a T. Yeah, man. And that's one of the other members of the show. (laughs) I was waiting for you to call it because normally you call out the numbers like, yep, two minutes, 34 seconds. (laughs) Hey, that shit is the greatest, man. (laughs) You know. That's the other member of the podcast, man. Shout out to my homies and Every shit. Every time, man. <laughs> hey, look, man. Come on. What you expect? Anybody see me in a while, bro? That's not the point. <laughs> they know that. They know I'm recording. So, okay. So, look. Let's talk about this, bro. Yeah. Because this is the issue that I have. Okay. It seems like every time I come down here, the noise is being made in the house. Of course. All the time. Of course. Or the door is constantly open and shutting. Of course. All the time. Now, while I'm upstairs, yeah. I don't hear nothing. Don't nobody go take no trash nowhere. <laughs> don't nobody be yelling and screaming. They all sitting down on their damn uh, tablets and phones. Yeah. But as soon as I decide to come down here and record some shit, yeah. all of a sudden, it's feet stomping, niggas is jumping, doing tucks. <laughs> Motherfuckers is practicing drums. Well, look. Eric, all the trash in the house got to go out at that time. Like, God damn, man. I only had two points, but now I got three points. Now that you said God, that, damn. to fully make about it. First of all, man, um, when you up there, okay, like, you know, dad's here. Lay it alone, nigga. You know what but it I is. But I let them do all that shit know, while I'm up there. That's, that'd be I the crazy know. part. I know, but it's not the same because, because <laughs> you're right here. So it's not the fucking same. Bullshit. So, they could have texted me. They got phones. Now, the next point is when you leave. Okay, now here's the two key points. One, holy shit. He gone. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, every little bit of a scramble that you was going to do, this is the time to do it. <laughs> you got to plan your shit properly. And uh, that just means that your children were properly prepared for you. Okay. <laughs> That's all that means. But the last shit. one is, this is the coolest shit ever. Like, dad really is in the studio, like, doing some shit. And believe it or not, you know what I'm saying, they're more a part of the shit than you might even I'm imagine. hip. But you know I'm just saying? saying like, but you know... That I'm down here. Yeah, of course. And you know that I have to edit this shit. Yeah. That's the thing. So I have to go, write down the timestamps, re-listen, mm-hmm. make sure that I'm editing out perfectly uh-huh. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
And they put just me in the game, coach. Yeah, they just <laughs> yeah. Put me in the game, I'm like, coach. I'm yeah. like, bro, come on, man. I want to slide through too. And it's the same nigga yeah. every time. Hey, every only time. One. Hey, that's the my other nigga. two. They get it. They like, hey, nah. dad don't want to talk right now. Now this nigga knows. Not every single no. time. All he care about is himself, man. <laughs> As, hey, look, man, that's my nigga. He's like, yeah, look, look on man. the low, he say hi every fucking episode. <laughs> like, it used to be blame. It used to be just direct. At least now he's putting some I got to man. the point to where, for a minute, I got tired. Of, I just gave up cutting him out. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> because eventually, it's not going to be that. Yeah, I just gave it up. I'm like, bro, I'm not cutting this nigga out no more. This has to be one I'm of the most... Organic fucking podcast because yeah, if you look at the progression from the fan blowing and us hearing that shit and barely hearing each other, so now like come on man, it's just we have niggas on here that know they're getting on the podcast. Phones still be on and shit like yeah. niggas take calls on the show. That's like, something. That's something we gotta work on too. Yes. We gotta make sure we come up like with a set of rules before and, niggas. And that's that has to do with us because yeah. we are we're so lax about it because yeah. normally we just doing us. Like we're just down here shooting. And then it's also the fact that like you don't you don't realize like that this is something that a bunch of motherfuckers is gonna hear. Yeah, because it's still to other people yeah. because they haven't helped us grind through none of it. You well, know, they that, and they probably don't do this shit at all. So you know what I'm saying? But to other people, you know what I'm saying? This is just something that we do whenever the fuck we do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is just a thing. You know what I'm saying? They don't know that. No, we have an entire... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's bigger than what you could ever imagine for real because yeah. we started from something so small. You know, so to us, no, we're shooting a show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I say I'm going to the show... People like, oh shit, they know what's going on, you know what I'm saying, right. at this point. So when we interact with people who are not involved with this type of shit, who barely even know, I still have niggas that say broadcast. No, nigga, what is this, CB radio? <laughs> 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 I know what the fuck this is. Like, no, nigga, this is, no. <laughs> We're we shooting a podcast and it's about something. Yeah. I had one of the episodes I was shooting and, um, I won't say no names, even though I should, you red bastards, but they came by and they were kind of expecting the already home atmosphere, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because we, they've been here once before. Speaking of that last episode that we did, the Versus joint, uh-huh. we had like 17 motherfuckers down here. Trash. Trash. <laughs> Trash. But look, and that, that goes the, back to my The point. content was cool. The audio part. Because nobody... Nobody believes that this is what it is until they get here. And then once yeah. they get here, they're so fucking excited. You know what I'm saying about what's going on? Yeah, but it's They just, don't it's understand like, the structure of this shit. Like, we don't just get up here and just start fucking talking. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's, like, what, they, that's yeah. what they think it is. They think it's just a group of cross-talking debates. And no, motherfucker, that's not what we do. Like, we got we really, topics. Yeah, we really take our time. We got segments. We normally, funny, yeah, we normally. But that last episode was horrible. Listen, and that's why I dare never be on this motherfucker. <laughs> listen, yeah, a, I, I talked. I was to at him. work listening to that shit, and I'm like, bro, we was doing that shit for three hours, and it was plus. just chaos. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Like, well, it didn't start off like that. No, it no, just no, got there eventually. Because when you get to listening to the progression of things, you know, when people's opinions get stronger mm-hmm. and stronger, they don't know how to control that shit. Yeah. They don't know how to sit in a circle of just us, man, mm-hmm. and just have a conversation. Yeah. Most people were so used to defending themselves against shit and just being so aggressive with shit. No, nigga, we'll hear you out. That's what the fuck this yeah, is. Yeah, that's like, the whole point of it. Yeah, we want to hear your point of view, so we can attack that motherfucker. Like, that yeah. is great, you know? 
or agree with that motherfucker regardless to what it is. Yeah. But it's levels to it and people don't take it serious, you know. Still to this day, we've been doing this for years now. We can mm-hmm. say that. Under our belts, we can say that. Nah, man, we've been podcasters for years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Content creators for years. Okay, well, we still, when we tell people, it's like, oh, shit, like we're recording or some shit in the basement. Well, see, like I in the booth this, or something like. I noticed this, too, like, you know what I'm saying? We also are in a, a small market. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, as big as the city is and as close to it is as bigger doing, markets. Yeah. But what we're, we're doing, in a small market. Like, yeah. if we was in New York and we was to say we podcast, this would wouldn't be, be completely different. Or if we was in LA yeah. or some you know, Atlanta, different. wouldn't even be an issue. Yeah. But seeing how we are in, you know what I'm saying, dating and it not really. And the crazy part is that it's it's a lot of motherfuckers that do podcasts yes, here. Yes, here. Yes. I'm j- this is something I'm just finding out. Yeah. But the killer part is, um, you get more support from the outside world because. You know, it's it's such a small market like he was talking about. You know, yeah. how many actual content creators do we know? You know what I'm saying? Like just and we're in this True. and we're in this field. You know what I'm saying? We're in this area of just the world and how many people do you run across other than us? You know what I'm saying? Like when we talking to somebody, we go, nah, we have a podcast. How many other people do you go, oh shit, me too. If I say, yeah, I spit. I probably get sixty niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I spit, I spit, bro. Hell yeah, put a beat on. But when I be like, yeah, I I do music because now I dropped it down. Nah, I do music, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to write as well. But nah, I do music. I'm also a podcaster. I also, what's that? And I still get that. Yeah, you know see, what, that, saying? That's what so, I'm saying. That to me, I feel like that's just the that's the the nature of where we are. Like, mm-hmm. and and the crazy part about it is is that. It's a bunch of people who actually listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. and it's also, you know, what I'm saying alongside the people who actually do them, them, them uh, themselves. But my thing is, is that when I try to link up with those people, mm-hmm. I never get any kind of feedback from them because I feel like that that they think that I'm trying to. I don't know whether they maybe maybe I'm not, and it's just my opinion. It's mm-hmm. not fact, but. It, Maybe they feel like I'm trying to take the audience, or maybe mm-hmm. they feel like I'm trying to leech off of them, or whatever. Right, right. Because we still don't have that unification that we need. Yeah. To, that we need with things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's what I be trying to explain to them, like, because I always try to come with my resume before I do everything. Yeah, like I, yeah. I let them know, like, you know, so I've been doing this for three years. Yeah. I do a total of three podcasts. I also do live streams, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not something that you know what I'm saying. Like, I also edit. Mm-hmm. And recording everything myself, mm-hmm. so you know what I'm saying. Like I'm, I've been doing everything. I'm bringing this already. Yeah, you know like I've been, like, yeah. I've been literally doing everything behind the scenes, making sure. And it was something that I wanted to do, so I could learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. Like I came up with the, with the artwork, all that shit. Like just to be able to learn how to do it and know that if something happens. Say if we go hire a team to get it, and then that, well they can't do it at this time. At least we know we got somebody to fall back on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I thought that that was super important to do. So now what I want to eventually do is get to linking up with those other people and connecting with those other people, and possibly you know what I'm saying either having them on like 15 minutes of fame or having mm-hmm. them be guests here or you know what I'm saying something like that to where we can kind of link up and create that culture because this is something that I was talking to G about <clears throat> and he was I thought he was supposed to be here today but shout um, out to G yeah shout out to G but I thought he was going to be here today because this is something I wanted to talk about with him um, because this is something we had talked about off air and we were saying how 
you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to create this culture of having, you know what I'm saying, multiple creators around us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that we don't have that. I mean, we have that culture, but we don't, like, for instance, we don't have the podcast culture here in mm -hmm. Dayton. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, like, my dude E, you know what I'm saying, with First Class Podcast, he here in Dayton. You know what I'm saying? His brother does a podcast. Here in Dayton. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, a bunch of other people I know that do live streams and podcasts and all that. But we don't all link up at the same time. So, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to miss that. No, you good. We back. Um, this nigga <laughs> mag magically uh, poofed up a McDonald's cheeseburger. All Dang right. It. Didn't want to die. <laughs> Gotta eat the lid, baby. Where you get that from? <laughs> Don't worry about that, motherfucker. We talking about the culture. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, we was uh, talking about, you know what I'm saying, creating a, uh, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, creator culture um, in the city to where, you know what I'm saying, like we all could be able to link up, you know what I'm saying, we all be able to talk to one another, you know what I'm saying, hook up with one another and... Um, you know what I'm saying? Just basically work with one another, man. You know, like it's like I said, it's, it's so many people that's doing shit around here mm -hmm. that, you know what I'm saying, we don't know about each other. You know what I'm saying? How many times have you, um, you know, ha have you been doing a song or how many times have you been doing music and just bumped into a motherfucker was like, oh shit, I didn't know you do music. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, shit like that. And I try to do that a lot. Yeah. Anytime I'm doing music or I'm out any event or I'm always networking because even if it's a show, of course I'm going to perform, I'm going to do my thing, but mm -hmm. what else do I take away from the show? Yeah. What else do I give to it other than just lyrics? You know what I'm saying? Because not only do I want to get a connection, but I would like to be one too. Yeah. So if I meet somebody that's doing anything, like our last guest, you know what I'm saying? He's actually going to school for videography and mm -hmm. he really wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Pitching the idea, and obviously he just couldn't handle it once we got here, you know what I'm saying? Because the idea was a lot bigger than what he thought, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so many people get so caught up into doing it right now and not thinking about, hey, we do this all the time, you know what I'm saying? So the excitement of it all. But to just mingle with people and just to have a culture to even talk about, you know, it would be nice if we had somebody that we can talk to or link up with, you know, that was on the same wavelength as us because... A lot of times, like you were talking about, it seems as though like they feel like we're going to take away from whatever it is they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Or I've dealt with that so many times in music. We've sat down, had conversations, meetings, and okay, you bring your resources, I bring mine, and then we'll come. <clears throat> and as I start presenting my ideas, they're like, oh, wait, well, we're still going to do this. And then, okay, well, listen, I'm not stopping you from doing that. I'm yeah. saying this is my part of it. This is what I'm pitching. You know, mm -hmm. this is... And sometimes, man, you just don't meet them. I feel like people were so afraid of losing their ideas or just being lost, period. Because nobody wants their creativity to just be stolen. You know what I'm saying? So, no, nah, 100%. I, I totally understand that. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like when, you know, when I, when I come to people and I'm talking to people and I'm trying to work with people and doing shit, like, I'm never, you know what I mean? You know me, you know what I'm saying? You know. 
Like, I'm never trying to intrude on what you're doing. I'm never trying to take over what you're doing. No. My thing is, I feel like that we can grow off of each other. For instance, like, you know what I'm saying? If you think about, and and I use Joe Rogan as an example. Yeah. With Joe Rogan, you know what I'm saying? He was the one who just happened to catch fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being in L.A., being around the podcast, seeing him being a comedian, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? He was just so happy. He just so happened to be the one that caught the glow. Mm-hmm. And so what he did was he would invite, you know what I'm saying, his friends and his comedian friends and the people he fucked with to be on the on his podcast. Yeah. And that would basically rub off on them. So when they go do their shit, now he has, you know what I'm saying, it's people from his audience that's going over there to fuck with them. And vice versa. The people from their audience is, you know what I'm saying, garnering on to what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a whole fucking small ecosystem of podcasters who basically mm-hmm. that you fuck with. Like they got Joe Rogan, and it's just on the west side that I that I listen to personally, just from hearing off of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. So they got Joe Rogan, and then you know you go to Joey Diaz podcast, and then you got um, Whitney Cummings podcast, and then you got the Fighter and the Kid podcast, and then you got. Um, I love the fact that Joe Rogan has a podcast. Yeah, that's about his podcast. Like, did you see the? Um, it's like when it's like the Joe Rogan Experience or some shit. Where it's no, that's the the Joe Rogan Experience is like um, the clips of his podcast. Right. Yeah. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love the fact that it's so big. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. somebody would even think to do the detail of taking the clips of shows and making the show about it. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, just the fact that because like you got to remember, like he has he he be having motherfuckers from NASA on that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that he's using, you know what I'm saying, his his resources, like you talked about, he's using his resources to bring these people in mm-hmm. and to, you know what I'm saying, have those kind of things, but he's never straying away from the people that he fucks with as mm-hmm. well. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, he even took Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz from Brilliant Idiots and brought them there to do an interview, and now that shit went from the millions that they do to the multiple millions that they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that shit boosted them up even further. Yeah. So much so to where now Andrew has created another podcast to where he got his people that he fuck with personally on there and now they doing well. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? For instance, like, um, if you go to Atlanta, Atlanta got the 85 South Show. 85 mm-hmm. South Show and then they got the Did You Miss Me podcast and then they got the Mortal Culture podcast and then they got so many other different podcasts there. You go to New York, you got Brilliant Idiots, you got fucking Horrible Decisions, you got the fucking, um... The, drink champs thing. The guys next door, you got Drink Champs. I mean, you got so many, you know what I'm saying? But it's an ecosystem mm-hmm. to where they all can fuck with each other. Like, for instance, if Nori hit up Charlemagne, hey, I need you to be on the podcast... He'll show up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. If uh, if Joe Rogan hit up um, Brian Callen from um, The Fighter and the Kid, he'll be on there doing whatever that they do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. If Carlos in D.C. call up um, Ronnie Jordan from, you know what I'm saying, um, the Modern Culture podcast, he going to be on 85 South Show. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, just the fact that they have... You know what I'm saying? Multiple people that they can rely on. They got the culture. They have a culture around them. They have an ecosystem around them to be able to work with. Excuse me. To be able to work with each other and work off of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that me and G was talking about. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to create that kind of ecosystem here. Mm-hmm. Because it's so many people that's being creative. There's so many people that's doing things that I feel like we need that 
in the atmosphere. Like, we need that around here. And even though, you know what I'm saying, right now, it's probably not the thing to do because of the whole COVID shit, but... Mm -hmm. At the same time, like, once all this shit goes away, and even if this shit doesn't go away, mm. we still can do it through Zoom meetings or whatever, but yeah. it's important to have that kind of rapport and have that kind of network. That way, you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, I had even came up with the idea, like, we got all these promoters around here. They bringing, you know what I'm saying, guys like Lil Boosie here. They bringing guys like fucking, you know what I'm saying, Webby and all these other niggas, and, and they bringing all these celebrities here, but... It would be so dope that, you know what I'm saying, as a promoter, you knew a nigga who did a podcast. You knew a nigga that was linked in with the radio. Mm -hmm. You knew a nigga who was rapping. So that way you can also, if, if they come down here, you could kind of link these niggas up with it. Mm -hmm. Because say, uh, say you get fucking Lil Webby down here. Mm -hmm. So he come down here to do a show. When he get here, you can have your boy do a podcast with him. You feel what I'm saying? Now your boy, he got a whole interview with Webby. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a major nigga for real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then um your other dude who rap, he could probably try to get a feature with this nigga. And then your other dude who do the radio, you know what I'm saying? This nigga got a song or whatever. Let's put let's get this nigga song on the radio. I mean, there's so many different things that you can put together and use, you know what I'm saying? But you know, that's in theory, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that is a great concept. That is something that we should all Especially if you're doing anything productive. Mm -hmm. And if you were doing, I don't care how low level or how far up you are, networking is major. Mm -hmm. now, the problem is, the people up top have figured out that networking is key. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people haven't got where they have gotten to by themselves. And they acknowledge them. You see it all the time at award shows. People are just thanking a whole lot of people because it took a whole lot of people to get one person, you know what I'm saying, in that position. Yeah. And... It should be stronger for the lower level people, but you kind of get that doggy dog type of situation to where people feel like they, they make their own competition, basically. You know, if me and you are both starting a podcast, there's no reason why me and you cannot have a podcast at the same time exactly. and not be competing for the same people's, you know, customers. This is not Burger King and McDonald's across the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? To where we're selling the same product. No, we're in the same field, but we're not selling the same product. We have separate podcasts, you know what I'm saying, and do a podcast together. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's never a competition against who's getting more or who's stealing from the other person. You know, we're supposed to use each other's resources to build each other. You 100%, know, hundred percent. Yeah. It's but that takes a lot of confidence and first your own brand, because a lot of people, and I'm starting to realize that a lot of people are not as confident in themselves as they say. So when they see something more dominant roll up, you know what I'm saying. Let's say somebody has started a podcast. Three months ago. And then all of a sudden, they run across one of us, and they telling us about the podcast, and then we tell them about ours, and all of a sudden, they realize, holy shit, you know, these guys have been doing this for some years now, you know, mm -hmm. something that they just got hip to, we've already been doing, you know, so that might be a little bit intimidating to people, you know, it's, it's hard for people to link up, and that goes with music or anything, because I've definitely done that several times to where I've met people in the studio, just on a humble, they do music, I do music, try to get on a song with them or promote their stuff as we promote each other's stuff. And mm -hmm. It just never works out for, you know, different reasons. But yeah. <clears throat> sometimes, man, the concept of that is just not for people, you know. It's a constant competition with everybody, pretty much, mm -hmm. you know. So people try to stick to their own lane, you know, but really that's not how you're supposed to roll because 
you can be in that little lane forever, man, and just never go nowhere. Yeah, and see, and that was the that was kind of the, one of the things that I was talking with him about too, because I was telling him like eventually I don't want to just be, you know, what I'm saying, uh, in front of the mic or in front of the camera. Eventually, mm-hmm. I want to be behind the scenes doing everything. Yeah. Like because once you grow to a certain point, you know, what I'm saying you can't always be the the focus of everything. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying you want to be able to spread that out and help other people grow. And yeah. so, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I told him, like, I wouldn't even mind, like, producing other p- people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind being the engineer if I had to behind other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. Or if people wanted to do, you know what I'm saying, like, I got the equipment now to be able to host web shows or uh, mm-hmm. do live streams and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I want to, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm getting to the point that now, after three years, I still enjoy doing podcasts. Like, to me, I don't, I've never stopped doing Already Home. No. And, um, you know what I'm saying, like, maybe eventually i stop doing 15 Minutes of Fame. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't even think i probably stop doing Viewers Anonymous. You know what I'm saying, only because I'm always watching movies and I'm always mm-hmm. hitting, to, you know what I'm saying, new movies and TV shows. So that's, to me, that's something that's always going to be going on. But, like, you know what I'm saying, for instance, like, with, um, with Isolated Society. To me, that's something that can eventually grow. That ain't even got to be nothing where I'm like, man, I ain't going to keep doing Nah, that's something that can, you know what I'm saying, continue. And so, you know what I'm saying, with certain things, I, I feel like those are things that I can continue to do. But after a while, bro, I'm going to, I'm just pretty much going to be like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be in front of the camera. I don't have to be in front of the mic. Let's, let me get other people here and let me get other people doing this, this and that. And then I'll be the one behind the scenes making sure everything runs smooth, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could, it's something that I can, you know what I'm saying, still help out with. And it'll be easier to network, easier to, you know what I'm saying? Well, it, the killer part with that is, you know, it's still a manifestation of you. Like, right. you know what I'm right. saying? So you're still dropping off pieces of you. Yeah. Where it needs to, and that's how I felt about the music. You know what I'm saying? I have, um, for everybody that loves to hear me spit, you know, I have lost the desire to be... Lil Wayne or no shit yeah. like that, you know, to just be in the limelight, be in videos, be, you know, I, I've said this several times, you know, I really want to be a writer, mm-hmm. you know, I want to help compose music, you know, I want to, um, artist period, just any variation of artist, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, let's work on that, you know what I'm saying, let's work on the structure of that, um, that was a lot of the media company, you know, that's where I came into, just transition from being just an artist to being more than that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because... I do music, you know, I love music, I can spit, that's wonderful, I can write songs, we can do that all day, not a problem, but when I see the future of it, you know what I'm saying, I don't see myself doing that forever, you know, and even if it had a, like, sparked into something great, I, right connection, right time, you know, Mm -hmm. moon align right, okay, cool, superstardom, it still would have never been that, you know, so it would have been a transitional period to where, okay, I feel like I've excelled in this field, I feel like... I can always get better, mm-hmm. but I'm good right here. Let's see what else. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. production yeah. would have always been a, a thing. Um, publishing, you know, I like writing, you know, books, different little things. You mm-hmm. know? So I, I feel you on that. You know, I don't want to get stuck in the same place. Yeah. And I want to try something new. Yeah, see, that, and that was my whole thing too. Like just, you know what I'm saying, not only just trying something new, but just, you know what I'm saying, as I do everything, I'm doing everything, you know what I'm saying, basically by myself because mm-hmm. I'm teaching myself. Right, you know what I'm saying. That's that's really the whole purpose behind all of it. It's it's never to tell somebody I I don't want nobody doing this or I don't want nobody. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's just me personally just learning how to do it because, 
for instance, you know what I'm saying? If we hire an intern or we hire somebody or pay somebody to do the job. Valid point. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what you're talking about, right. how can you know that this motherfucker doing it right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's exactly what I was just talking Before you even said it, I knew where you was going yeah. with that because that is a very vital part. You know, I'm, I'm still in the contracting. You know, um, my wife comes by the sites. And, you know, so she don't do a whole lot. You know, she can't do a lot of lifting or nothing. Yeah. But, you know, she pays attention and she knows what's what, what looks right, what doesn't look right. Yeah. So if I'm not around, let's say I'm out of town doing something. Okay, she can check on the property and go, no, nah, that's not how you caulk a window. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's, that's not how you put no drywall up. Like, you know, just being familiar with, you know, the situation. Mm-hmm. That is key, man, because... Nah, you might not always. I, I was just talking about this is great, like buying into a franchise. Yeah. Okay, you might like McDonald's enough to where shit, you want to be a part of it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So, but you might have to start off shaking fries. Then you own a register. Mm-hmm. Then you a manager. Then you a district manager, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you need to know all aspects of that business. You know what I'm saying? So That's what I'm saying. You can be the best so you, at it. You, you got to be able to... You know what I'm saying? If you can't teach yourself, you got to be able to get up under somebody who can learn. Yeah. I mean, who can teach you, and then you can learn. That way, you'll know. You know what I'm saying? In the future, that you're properly doing things the right way. Yeah. And like I said, this is just things that we was on the phone talking about. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so he was saying that, you know, there's no reason for us to have the musical history that we have, mm-hmm. to have the entertainment history that we have here in Dayton, mm-hmm. and not have that kind of culture here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's super important for us to have that kind of ecosystem. But no, moving on... I agree. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? But moving on, um, speaking of having that kind of culture and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and, and learning, um, I've been hearing this conversation a lot and I thought it was pretty important to talk about because, you know what I'm saying, this is one of the most influential people um in the industry right now. I was hoping this, you made this particular transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir. 100%. But this is the most important, one of the most important people in um in the industry right now. And we're talking about Drake. Uh-huh. And um a lot of people have been talking about Drake going independent. Uh-huh. And they were saying that uh, if he goes independent, that he could possibly destroy the music industry. Okay. And... As I, you know, as I listen to all the arguments about it, I listen to all the opinions and, and the facts and everything on both sides. Me personally, I came to the conclusion myself, like, yeah, I think it's possible. I think that if Drake goes independent, he can, um, he can bring down the music industry. I feel like um, <clears throat> at any at any peak, you know, they always say you're supposed to quit when you're on top, mm-hmm. and I feel like at any peak. You are supposed to notice where you are. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to see it. You know, like really see it, not just acknowledge it, but really see it. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to make that decision to, you know, leave while the fire's still hot. You know, and that leaves you room because yeah. what you don't want to do is burn out. You know, it's it's a, it's a bad transition That's and true. everything because not only do you just burn out, let's say your career or your reputation, you know, you burn your resources yeah. because you're still trying to be the super mega star that you once were. And it's just not it. You know, you're investing all of this money. And people, when you're at superstardom, you know, yeah, you spend a lot of money because you make that back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the revenues on that is never going to stop. Yeah. But once you start fizzling, uh, fizzling out a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different. So, I feel like him going independent at this point in his career, it would be a great thing. Only because it builds anticipation because now 
the spotlight is still always on you. Mm-hmm. Because for the next two or three years, they want to know what you're going to do. You know, that's that's key, first of all. So without dropping a song, you are still. Which also leads up to one last album before you go independent, which is also a great thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The anticipation for that, you're going to kill them with that. But it gives you a chance to do some of the things that we were talking about, like, you know, growing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, focusing on a particular area that you just feel like you want to be better in or just learn something about. Yeah. You know, you have options now. Drake has the space. I was talking about this earlier today with you, man. Drake got a five-year space to where he can pause for a second, mm-hmm. regroup, do whatever new shit he want to do, and he could still drop mm-hmm. as if he never left. You know what I'm saying? He has that superstar. I'm like, he is at his peak for real. You know, so I feel like him going independent would completely kill everything because some people are not going to like it. But for the most part, he's going to rise. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to overcome all of that. Anything anybody had to say. Because it's still superstardom. Even with him going independent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's, that's just a great thing. I mean... Me personally, man, I, like I said, I was listening to everybody's argument and I got to thinking, like, um, what could be the, the possible outcomes if Drake decides to uh, basically say, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to go independent. And like you said, after this, after the upcoming album, I'm going to go independent and I'm going to do everything on my own. And I felt like this is this could definitely topple the music industry because... I feel like if he's successful in it, at least, there's going to be a lot of people that follow him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then you got to think about it like this. Like, he he's one of those guys that has a platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got mm-hmm. the OVO. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that he can have. Um, He can have the LeBron James effect. You know what I'm saying? He can mm-hmm. take his friends, put his friends in positions to learn and create. Avenues that we aren't usually in. For instance, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can have, or he, I'm saying we, we he can have. No, nah, it's us and yeah. we. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he, you know what I'm saying? He can have his friends, you know what I'm saying, in distributing. He can also have his friends in, um, you know what I'm saying, scheduling and management and all these other different things that, you know what I'm saying, we really don't, we really aren't in. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if. You know what I'm saying? Drake didn't have to go to, um, I don't know, Sony or or Dev Jam or any of those labels to get distribution. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or or have to get with a label in general to get distribution. Mm-hmm. He just had somebody who knew how to distribute the music. Mm-hmm. Then he had another people. You know, he had another group who knew how to uh, link up with the people in order to market the album. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's not. For me, I feel like it's not a hard thing for him to do because nah. at the at the point that he's at now, he's the biggest artist. You know what I'm saying? He's up there with Beyonce. He's up there mm-hmm. with Rihanna. He's up there with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. He's up there with Jay-Z. He's up there with Wayne. Like, he's in that atmosphere to where he can do something like this and it'll topple the music industry. Like, imagine how much money he brings to the labels that he's on. Hundreds of millions. You know what I'm saying? So imagine if he didn't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, you know what I'm saying, all he had to do was, you know what I'm saying, get his team in order, his team put everything together, and then you got fucking, uh, you got fucking, um, 
basically tech nine on steroids. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He goes on tour. He gets all his tour money. Mm -hmm. And he just got to pay everybody through that. And then, you know what I'm saying? He sells his albums. He gets everything through that. You know what I'm saying? Or imagine if he said, well, fuck it then. You know what I'm saying? If y'all want to buy my music, just go to my website. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. And then make his website app friendly to where, you know, you go on whatever uh, iPhone, Android, whatever, you can download his app and then you can, you know what I'm saying, do a monthly subscription and pay for his music. Uh -huh. Or, you know what I'm saying, even if he took it that route to where he said, well, fuck it then. I'll go, I'll go on Patreon or I'll go on SoundCloud or I'll go on um, whatever and you can buy, you know what I'm saying, you can buy my music through there. I also thought about this. This may give, um, this may give DSPs like Spotify, iTunes, um, or I should say Apple, Google, and all them, Amazon. This may give them the chance to become the future labels, mm -hmm. because now you can now you can say, okay, well, um, what you know, so they did it. They already did it with Chance. I they, was just about to mention Chance. Yeah, they already did it with Chance. Yes. Give us the give us the mixtape two weeks prior. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If you sign up for the if you sign up for the service, you can get the mixtape, and then after that, boom, you put it out yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it goes everywhere. Just give us two weeks to have the mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Ourselves. Plan them with a the mixtape. And that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, when they got a Grammy with that joint mm -hmm. too. So imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like imagine if these. Uh, labels who are basically stripping and basically raping the pockets of every artist that's in there. Now, another reason that this made me think of it because I was talking to my little cousin, and um, he was he was saying that you know the only thing that he would really want from a label would be a distribution deal. Right. And I was like, well, why would you want a distribution deal? Because he was saying because that's one of the keys of it. You know what I'm saying? No, not, no, I understand that. But I'm, I was trying to really just basically get into his mindset of why he said what he said. Because I don't hear a lot of people saying that they would rather just get a distribution deal mm -hmm. and do everything else they sell. Mm -hmm. Usually hear a motherfucker just say they want to be signed. Mm -hmm. And so he was saying that, you know what I'm saying, it would be easier to get everything distributed out. And he was saying the reason that he said that is because he just didn't personally want to do everything himself. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, well, you would rather give them a chunk of your money to do what you can do yourself or teach somebody else to do mm -hmm. and just give them, you know what I'm saying, a fair wage to do that. That would be the key. I mean, yeah. Because truthfully, even when people were getting signed back in the 90s where, you know, getting signed was it. You know what I'm saying? Where getting signed was what you wanted. That's why you spit was to get a deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was always distribution. You know what I'm saying? Because distributing the proper amount mm -hmm. of records, you know what I'm saying? you got a bigger chance of grabbing people. You know what I'm saying? But it, see, that's... Okay, so you're saying the 90s, right? Well, well even, but when we push it to now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Okay, now we, we sped it up a little bit. Distribution would be more lucrative for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Only because of the different platforms and how fast that they can move. You know what I'm saying? With the budgeting. Because you, when you drop something... If you're dropping something, let's say that you've dropped your every last dime, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Your life savings, you've quit your job, you have really, you are an artist. You know what I'm saying? This is what you live off of. Okay, well, you want to be able to, if you can, produce 250, you know what I'm saying? You know, copies of whatever, or to be on a platform to where they will shoot that, you know what I'm saying? With no issues. 
on a, a larger scale, you know what I'm saying, with a larger name, so you don't have to promote that as much, mm-hmm. so you don't have to struggle so much with that. And then on top of that, I understand this part of it. Being an artist, you don't want to do too much as an artist, you know what I'm saying, because you still have to work on the artistry itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why you still need a team of people, because you can, it is definitely possible for you to be your own accountant, your own, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do this. You can be your own distribution, your own marketing, your own everything. But like you were saying, it would be a lot smarter if you, the things that you don't know, okay, you teach somebody or you send somebody to be taught Mm -hmm. in the right circles, you know what I'm saying? And then you employ them to run that part of it because you still need a section of that just for the artistry of it. You know? And see that's and, and that's what I was saying. Like for me, I told him I'm like you know what I'm saying. Even if you didn't want to do it, I think it would be smart for you to find somebody who could learn to do that or would yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Because if you think about it, right? Say if it's you know what I'm saying. You 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 want some uh, some group shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You got a nigga who want to be the manager. You got a nigga who want to run a label. You got a nigga who want to, you know what I'm saying, do the artwork and all that type shit. You got a nigga who want to help with the site, all that. And this is just hypothetical, of course, but just saying that, you know what I'm saying, you in that group. And then, of course, you know what I'm saying, you got the nigga who want to be the rapper. Well, if everybody learns their roles and can perform their roles at a, you know what I'm saying, efficient rate, Mm -hmm. then that's going to cause for 100% and complete independency. You don't need... um, you don't need the label to do that. Even though, you know what I'm saying, they'll put a huge money budget into it and they'll come up with commercials and they'll come up with ads and they'll do all that. Truth of the matter is, you can do that yourself. In this day and age, yes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that's and that was my thing. I'm like, well, shit, it's nothing to fucking hit up a couple people on YouTube and pay them a couple bucks to play your ad if you can create your own ad. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to... I feel like if you can come up with a nigga to record a song that you don't even have on SoundCloud or have on iTunes yet and all you're going to do is just put a video on YouTube then you can also take that same person make them create an ad and then put that on there so when you put your music onto these DSPs you can get paid from that Mm -hmm. because it ain't shit to sign up with DistroKid and boom it ain't shit to get on United Masters and then boom and then you know what I'm saying you getting paid for some shit Mm -hmm. so the, the, what I was saying, you know what I'm saying, to him was, you know what I'm saying, I think that you should have people around you who either want to do that or is interested in doing that so that way you can kind of get them the game and now you have a, a whole fucking group. Mm-hmm. You got a whole circle to where now you are actually a fucking label now. Which is what it's supposed to be about, you know. Yeah. You're supposed to be surrounding yourself. Getting signed is actually surrounding yourself with the right people. That's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? You go to a label, you say, nigga, I got bars. I can write songs. You can promote me. We can get some money. Mm-hmm. And then whoever finds you first, they take you with the right promotion person. You know, mm-hmm. they take you with the right marketing expert. They take you with the right accountant or the right stylist or, you know, to fit whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then we get the videographer and we, you know, put it all together. That's what it's supposed to be. And at Drake's level, he has all of those resources. You know what I'm saying? It is... 100%. It is... He 100%. knows exactly all of the right people to talk to because not only has he, like, been around all the successful people, he's also been around some flops yeah. in his career. He's also seen what to look for when you're going to shoot a real video or mm-hmm. the type of motherfuckers that are trying to scam you out some shit and then... Or uh, production quality, you know, just in itself. So, he knows the right people 
that all everybody wants freedom. Everybody wants independence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants the right to do whatever it is that they're doing at whatever rate that it is and push that. Everybody wants a free market for real. Yeah, so, and, and you know what I'm saying? Not only that, man, but I think what a lot of these people don't understand is that they have that eco... Well, I keep saying ecosystem, but they have that network themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Imagine... All the friends that, you know what I'm saying, they, all these little niggas that's rapping, and they got a nigga that's recording everything the whole time they rapping. There go your videographer and your photographer right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A nigga that's linking you up with, you know what I'm saying, promoters. Mm-hmm. There go your management right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Your nigga that's showing you how to get all your music on uh, that piff or live mixtapes or whatever. There goes your fucking uh, team right there. You know what I'm saying? There goes the dude that's get that's distribution, mm-hmm. basically. You know what I'm saying? Like you, they have all these niggas have so many people around them to do the things that that they asking these fucking labels to do. Mm-hmm. What you don't understand is you you can be the one to create an opportunity for your people to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And as for Drake, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm 100 sure that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he chose to go independent, that, that that's would be the route. That would be the route that he's taking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hard for him to, you know what I'm saying, get his people together. Like, for instance, like, he got 40 who make beats, who engineer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He got, you know what I'm saying, a couple niggas that's under him that's artists. He, I'm sure he got a nigga that manages him that's, that's super nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just period. Like, I feel like you got to take the LeBron James approach, man, and you got to put your people in positions to win. And I think that Drake is... is well, way well equipped to do that, and I think yeah. that if you know, what I'm saying he chose to say, you know, today, man, I'm gonna go ahead and be like, yo, I'm going independent. Then that shit is gonna, it's gonna he hurt could, the music industry. He could do it freely. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's really gonna hurt him. It it would hurt him. Um, it would hurt it and help it. You know, it would hurt the companies. Yeah. You know, as far as the industry itself, it would change them because I, I'm gonna tell you, this will. Elevate him to Jay if he if that's really what he wants mm-hmm. because that's why like guys like me and you we admire the Rockefeller days so much because they were independent from yeah real. you know what I'm saying they they signed deals as partners you know what I'm saying they didn't get underneath anybody for real they wanted to stand side by side with people you know what I'm saying we can mm-hmm. be in partnership about some things but you don't own me you know what I'm saying. What you mean that jacket don't have Rockefeller on it type shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's our brand. That's our thing. So, I feel like Drake at this point in his career, he is definitely more than well equipped. You know what I'm saying? Enough to make all of that stuff happen because he has everything he needs for real. Mm -hmm. You know, fan base, connections. He can do that. And even if at first it's a slower go, I feel like this will excel him, man. To the next level, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and he will be the young Jay for sure, mm-hmm. doing it like this. And the truth of the matter is, and I hate to say it, I almost bit my tongue off saying it, but <laughs> he will be better. He will be better at this level of it if he goes independent right now. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Because first of all, um, they both had a strong team. You know what I'm saying? Like they both had like a strong, strong team. But when you start adding the statistics, he'll fuck around and be Brown Brown for sure. You know what I'm saying? We can say Jay is Jordan, but he'll fuck around and be Brock Brown for sure making mm-hmm. his move here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, it just adds all the way up on him, you know? 
and he's got the space, man. Like, he has the space to do it. And there's not a lot of artists that really have room for failure. You know what I'm saying? Drake has done so much good that even if he flopped at it in the beginning, he would still pull himself up. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, somebody would still reach out and be like, all right, well, here, you can jump back in here. And he's one of them artists that'll bounce back in no time. Yeah. You know, he'd be quiet for a couple summers. You yeah. wouldn't even know nothing was wrong. <laughs> so yeah. he could take five summers off, man, and you wouldn't even know nothing was wrong. Yeah. If the indie shit don't work at Def Jam. <laughs> shit, what's up? I mean, but see, that's what I'm saying. And I, I, I just feel like him going independent, man, is... He's not going to be If he goes independent... He's going to be great. He's going to be straight. And he gonna then you got to think about all the other niggas that's... Underneath. That's yeah, underneath. Him. They're definitely going to be like, okay, well, if it worked for him, mm -hmm. it may, it, you know what I'm saying, it can work for me, maybe mm -hmm. on a smaller scale or maybe on, you know what I'm saying, a closer scale, but it's it, it could also work for me. And now you don't have all of these artists who are getting shitted on and, and taken out of, you know what I'm saying, the places that they are to get put in the really even worse environments like Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we may think that just because they take a nigga out the hood and get him in a nice house that he's in a good environment. But the truth of the matter is is that he's not in a good environment. You know what I'm saying? You got to remember, a lot of these niggas is doing 360 deals. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And these motherfuckers are getting a piece of every fucking thing every that they night. do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, and, and they don't have to do anything or have to involve themselves in anything. As long as that name is attached to it, yeah. then at the end of the day... This is the this is what you have to fucking give up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine you know what I'm saying. You are, you famous. You get to this. You get a deal or whatever. It's a 360, and then you get a role on goddamn Power. Mm -hmm. Cause you know what I'm saying. You cool with 50. Now you don't got a role on Power, and now fucking 20 percent of whatever you get out that role, boom, it go to the label. And they didn't have shit to do with it. Or you get a, a deal, a, a brand deal with fucking Gatorade. 20% of that go to the goddamn label uh -huh. for no motherfucking reason. They ain't do shit, to, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. even get you that. Because they basically own the name. They basically own, that's what I'm saying. So, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, hopefully we can we can end that type of shit. Or yeah. they can end that type of I keep saying we. They can nah, end that type of shit. We and us now, nigga. <laughs> shit, they win and we win. I know, right? But nah, but you know what I'm saying? They can end that type of shit. And you know what I'm saying? If Drake does choose to um, take that route, man, he definitely got a, a, a supporter in me. Man, do that shit. You, you ain't got nothing to lose, nigga. At all. <laughs> shit, you can't so, do nothing um, with me. Man, um, speaking of owning your shit, and, you know what I'm saying? Owning your masters. Mm -hmm. You go from owning your masters to masters that used to own niggas. Here we the go. The Republican National Convention, man. Hey! Um, and the Democratic National Convention. I have been waiting for this. Because this is a big one, you know, we don't do, this is not a political podcast, we don't do a whole lot of that, it's mostly, um, fuck Trump, so yeah. we, we mostly get on that, um, we don't really get into a whole lot of that, only because, first of all, the views are so stretched out, it would take us multiple podcasts to even go over mm -hmm. how we truly feel about it, but we don't do that here, but we will talk shit about this, because I got so much to say, Yeah, I'm a person, um, not even COVID could really sit me down, because I'm... I'm in one of those essential fields to where shit, they don't give a fuck. They have a bomb drop, nigga. It don't matter. I'll be the guy that fixing that shit. So it, it really didn't slow me down much, but I've been taking some time here and there to pay attention to things more. And this election, oh my goodness. There's so much wrong and right with it. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm going to talk about the right parts of it. The right parts is that even during this you know, COVID-19 thing, man, 
everybody is still pushing. You know what I'm saying? They they still put up a damn good debate on both sides. And we haven't gotten to the, the actual, you know what I'm saying, debates. But, you know, we've been leading up to that. And it was still great. They still put it together great. Both sides still put up a great fucking argument um, for how they felt. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying about everything. So where, where you want to start with the defending champions or the ones coming up? <laughs> Man, um, listen, this shit is great because I want to tell you, them damn Democrats, them motherfuckers was like grandma in church, and she just caught the Holy Ghost. They was like, you felt it. Like I'm talking, you felt it all the way across every interview. You felt all the compassion in every interview, man. You felt the passion in every interview. They even had Michelle up there all cocoa buttered up and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Looking, just dropping it down. like. But as you listen to the Democratic debate, man, you can feel them begging. <laughs> Please don't let this nigga get back in. Please. Like, whatever oh, oh, you oh. do. I live, you can let a white man in, but let it be this white man. <laughs> That's all you can feel in every single... Man, listen, you can almost feel them burst out into tears. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they are just... So passionate about it. And the Republican Party came back with the strongest robotic fucking response that you could ever have. Ever, man. I've never seen no shit like this. Now, for our ages, you know, we only, you know, X amount of ages. So, hey, like, we got a chance to vote a whole lot. We was talking about that earlier. It's going to be some years before we get to complain about what president did what. Niggas only have four years. Like, shit, we... We've only been here a couple times, but man, they made some strong ass points, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm I'm a guy who definitely be voting Democrat, but um, some of the Republican views were pretty strong, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had some debates, and then they did that one shit they do, where they just say nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just, and then walk off like they did a whole lot of shit. <laughs> like, so, one of my first points, I've never seen a nigga pardon. On TV, as if it was like Shawshank Redemption or some shit. Mm-hmm. As if it was like a real scene out of a movie. So, this nigga starts off, he the coldest for real. He a cold motherfucker. So, Trump starts off with pardoning a nigga. I mean, a literal nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, dude does something, I don't know, armed robbery or some shit. Which I also didn't get the pardon because he was already free. So, whatever the fuck, like, whatever that means. Because he was... Well, basically, when they pardon you, that's that's basically like... Expunging your record. Okay, you know what I'm saying. That's like key. they um they did. He just pardoned uh Jack Johnson. Okay. If you know who Jack Johnson is, Jack John. Well, if you don't know who Jack Johnson is, Jack Johnson is the first ever uh, African American heavyweight champion. Okay. Um, he also invented the uh, the wrench. Ah, nice. Yeah, that's why they call it a monkey wrench. Ah. So for those. Ah. You know, who Message? Say, yeah. The fuck? For those who, who, who say monkey wrench, yeah, nigga made that. <laughs> and so, uh, thank you hence, for that. Hence the term monkey. Mm, mm, mm. Low down, dirty motherfucker. This day in history type shit. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers. Gracious That's a bullshit. Now I'm even more pissed. But yeah. <laughs> so, so, he starts off, he pardons this guy, okay? Mm. Now, first off, the pardon is so unexpected. I don't know about everybody else. Never saw that shit coming, but I knew that tricky motherfucker was going to have to have something up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. All right. So he pardons a motherfucker with some deep. He talks about, you know, what happens. Um, 
I get the point of it being expunged, but bitch, the pardon is only good if you're still locked up. That's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, if he was on death row and then the president pardoned him, meaningful as shit. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna some shit. But, <laughs> but if your ass is already free, so yeah, what? You an ex-con, yeah. nigga? You an ex-con. So that didn't move me, though. <laughs> they got the black guy up there. He's sniffling and shit. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, keep on dancing. Cooning and buffooning. Knock yourself out. But, right. <laughs> you know, that was it was beautiful. Get it off his name, even though this nigga was like 45 or some shit. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I let that slide, okay? Yeah. Nobody else pays that no attention. But then this motherfucker does the biggest, boldest shit. Now, in between this and my next subject... <laughs> He has, you know, speakers come up. One of the speakers, um, anti-abortion, pro-life. This is the greatest story ever because this bitch tells a story about how she worked at an abortion clinic for like six or seven years, okay? And after six or seven years, she just couldn't take it no more. Mm-hmm. And then she decides that it was a procedure that was too strong and she was against it. And then somehow she ended up on the Republican side and pro-life. <laughs> First of all, bitch, you didn't help kill niggas for six or seven years. Don't act like your moral compass was working then, bitch. Yeah, like, bitch, what are you, you talking about? Like, you are literally living in bodies, yeah, bitch. Like, what fuck? are you talking about? Like, all right. Ooh, ooh, so ooh. now you feel the need <laughs> to ooh, have a moral ooh, motherfucking ooh. dilemma and shit. And now you up there for Trump. Bitch, if you don't shut up, you shouldn't even show your face if you that a shame hoe. Because yeah. you was in, you was involved in hundreds of murders before that. So I don't understand the point of you. Countless murders. Bitch. I mean, come on now. Like, all right. Now you're talking about all the little joking that y'all were doing mm-hmm. about, you know, the lives and they said something about it, this is the baby part room or some shit. You know, just little morbid ass jokes about, you know, the abortion clinic and shit. And now you are heavily against, you know how to use that presidential thumb. Like, you, mm-hmm. you are heavily against. Yes, not, no, bitch. If you don't get up out of here with that bullshit you talk about. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I didn't watch neither one of them motherfuckers. Only because. I had to. And now, nah, <laughs> you, and you, and you're right. I should have. But. Just me personally, man, this shit is going down in the dumps yeah. as we know it. We got a president in office who blatantly, obviously, doesn't give a fuck about the citizens. Everybody. Any, any and everybody. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we in a pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of a pandemic, the police is killing every goddamn body. Everybody. They just shot a motherfucker seven times in the back. Listen, and then not only that, you know what I'm saying? We just seeing the, the black people that's getting killed. <laughs> we they, ain't seeing the rest of the motherfuckers getting killed. they're killing everybody. That's what I'm saying. They're killing everybody. We ain't even seeing everybody else is getting killed. Mm-hmm. Now, they letting random motherfuckers just come up and shoot motherfuckers. Goddamn 17-year-old boy comes in from Illinois to Wisconsin. In the midst of some rioting and some protesting, you know what I'm saying? Because it's two different things. Mm-hmm. Some motherfuckers was rioting out there. Other some motherfuckers niggas was protesting. protesting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we seen what all the rioters look like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we know uh, white people. Um, <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers out here rioting. Whites only pass. <laughs> while other motherfuckers are trying to properly protest. Yeah. This little motherfucker comes out, shoots two people, injures another motherfucker. He got two bodies that night. Police say, hey, man, thanks a lot. Here's the water. Ain't Hydrate that, yourself. Ain't that a bitch. Go ahead. I know you're you, you fucking tired. 
after shooting your AR-15 in the street <laughs> yeah, you got that you're me. not supposed to be fucking shooting because <laughs> no, you're not a fucking police officer? No, go ahead. No, you got this hand cramp, motherfucker. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers having a whole goddamn party <laughs> That's on horrible. both sides. It ain't just the Republicans. It ain't just the Democrats. It's both these no good motherfuckers. You mean to tell me you throwing a party and citizens is out here getting killed in the streets, fam? It's protests everywhere. It's a goddamn pandemic. You can't even have the proper goddamn party because y'all got to stand six feet apart (laughs) on the goddamn floor. You can't ask a nigga if they But you want to have a convention? Yes. And put it on TV as if niggas is really going to watch this? Nigga, we want to watch goddamn basketball, but we can't watch that because the police can't stop shooting niggas or not. They don't even want to play basketball. <laughs> that nigga's still you know scared. Ah, this nigga's stupid. Do you feel what I'm saying? So nah. to me, it's like, okay, y'all hold these conventions or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What we need is we need a motherfucker who's really going to come in and fix shit. I'm tired of these motherfuckers coming in with the goddamn... Band-Aids? Empty, yeah, the Band-Aids, the empty promises... The, you know what I'm saying, the, the negligence, all this extra shit. Man, for real, come on, man. Well, the, the it, truth of it is, yeah. it's all the lesser of two evils. That's that's what it but always... But come on, man, we got we to gotta stop that shit, and man. We, and we have to. We got to stop that but shit. But I feel like, you know, personally, man, you know, to see... I feel like this is the worst motherfucker that ever could have been yeah. in office. Both only, of them, only on both sides. Yeah, obviously, because that nigga is definitely 125. But, but, oh, but I feel like he's the worst because he doesn't even use discretion. Like oh, he, he just talk about he just openly be like, man, yeah, he don't fuck. He you, don't like, give a fuck about nothing. My the nigga. only thing that nigga ain't just said on TV was niggas. He stared at the camera. This niggas motherfucker just, said, listen. We gonna build a wall and then posted the picture and said them niggas got the best taco bowls and goddamn shit. What? <laughs> Who does that? Little Rocket Man, you can't. You can't. Come on, my nigga. You cannot just open. He was calling niggas. He was calling. He was giving niggas nicknames on stage during the debates. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. He called Joe Biden Sleepy Joe, my nigga. Like, <laughs> this nigga is so unorthodox, bro. Like he's he's so he's so like he don't have nobody. That he that he, that he has to answer to, and this shit is not good, bro. <laughs> not at all. We need some kind of structure. Even these motherfuckers that's in the Senate and these motherfuckers that's in the Congress, these motherfuckers they fucking up too. We need motherfuckers who give a fuck because what's going to happen is this shit is going to burn, and when it burns, um, I, I they are going to fucking pay for this shit. The the great part about this is. Um, Oh, I got a couple more points about this. But the great part about this is we're in the cycling phase. Mm-hmm. Okay? I feel like that truthfully, you know, just life itself, you know, we're in that cycling phase, okay? Mm-hmm. We're cycling out all of them 60, 70, 80, 90-year-old motherfuckers that's in the Senate and shit. You know, all of these uh, super, you know what I'm saying, like super Republican motherfuckers. But, okay, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And I just want to cut you off real quick, but I'm glad you said that. Because what we're starting to find out now is that they weren't never the problem. The problem is the motherfuckers that's up under them. Because it's not just the 60, 70-year-olds that's, that's no. the way they are. It's also these fucking 30, 40, 50-year-old motherfuckers 
that's continuing this bullshit. And that's why I say it's the cycling phase because those 20, 30, 49, all of those, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's only a small percentage, you know, because as we know, people follow the pack. You know what I'm yeah, saying? People yeah. follow the herd. The, yeah. the majority normally wins. You know what I'm saying? So as we cycle through them first levels of people, mm-hmm. okay, because it is more socially acceptable now to speak your fucking mind. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To not just go with what your daddy said and what the granddaddy said. And, mm-hmm. You know, so people are now being more open to things. You know what I'm saying? So we still, we're going to always have that percentage of people who just ignorant as shit. Yeah. You know, who have no business even having anything to do with our lives. Like, there are just some people exactly. that are in office, that are in government, that are in the Congress, that are in the Senate, that are just have no fucking reason to, to be, be there. To be up there all, overseeing our everyday lives, man, because just humanity is just from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that sense mm-hmm. of humanity. You shouldn't even be up there. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So... Um, I was always against the Trump thing because, first of all, we are a country built off of people who work hard. You know what I'm saying? Who are just hard workers, middle class. You know, that's why we always love those other Well, shit, it ain't no middle class. Okay, so... um... In the midst of recording, <laughs> uh, the power went out um, due to an accident up the street, so we couldn't finish. But um, you know what I'm saying. I hope you guys, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, we will be back. You know what I'm saying. Uh, next Sunday to give you, uh, or I'm sorry, next Monday <laughs> to give you another episode. Um, but you know what I'm saying. Make sure you go back, listen to all the old episodes that you missed, and you know what I'm saying, go back and re-listen to your favorites, or, you know what I'm saying, listen to this one one more time. Um, until then, you know what I'm saying, thank you guys very much. You already know, man, it's Scoots Bronson. You can find me at Scoots Bronson uh, TV on Instagram. I'm sorry, Scoots Bronson underscore TV on Instagram, Scoots Bronson TV on YouTube, or at Scoots Bronson on um, Twitter. You can find Detroit Gan at Detroit Gan uh, underscore 18 on Instagram. I'm sorry, on Twitter. And then you can find them at Detroit underscore Gan on Instagram. You can also find them at Detroit Gan on Facebook. Um, If you want to hit up the podcast, if you got anything, you know what I'm saying, you want to hear us talk about or anything else like that, make sure, man, you know what I'm saying, you email us at alreadyhomepodcast at gmail.com. we got a special announcement coming for the next episode, so you know what I'm saying. Keep your ears open. Uh, make sure you got uh, you guys subscribed if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet. Um, you know what I'm saying. And before we leave out, I want to send a huge shout out to the Stolen Time Podcast. Uh, want to send a um, special shout out to the Shenanigans with Friends Podcast, the Two Awkward Millennials Podcast, uh, the Views from the Seven. Um, let me see who am I missing. Uh, the First Class Podcast, um, and I'm sure it's another one that I'm missing. Um, and also, shout out to the uh, beautiful ladies at Let's Keep It 100, um, the web series. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all go check those out, man. Google them, find them. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, you guys support, support, support. Um, if you want to get your overly opinionated merchandise, go to ovop.storeenvy.com. The uh, link will be in the description, so you can go check that out, and you can get your merchandise. 
Um, make sure also to check me out on um, YouTube, Periscope, or Facebook. Um, you can go to Scrooge Bronson Media on Facebook. Make sure you go to that page and follow it. And you can catch the live stream there every Friday's Isolated Society from 9 to uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. You know what I'm saying? You come check me out. It's a call-in show. You know what I'm saying? We talk about any and everything. You can talk about the topic at hand, or you can switch it up whenever you feel like it. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Once again, man, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you already know what it is. It ain't where you from. It's where you at. This is the Already Home Podcast. Yo, we out!